Welcome to the Strange Harbors Podcast, a weekly discussion of all things film and television. My name is Jeff Sang, and tonight I'm joined by Amir Toure. And this is Derek Wong. Tonight's episode is inspired by our episode from last week, our most kind of influential slash favorite episodes of TV. It's actually inspired by one of my choices. And I think also it's kind of the apt time to do this show because it just recently got onto Netflix. So you can either rewatch it all or watch it for the first time. And the show that we're talking about is Community. So this is the show created by Dan Harmon. It ran for uh, five seasons on NBC and then had its last season on the very short-lived Yahoo screen. But now it finds its way to Netflix and where you can binge watch all the seasons or take it as slow as you want. Is that what that was called, Yahoo Screens? Because uh, I believe so. It was called Yahoo I Screens. I tried to use that thing. It was an abomination. It was <laughs> yes. horrendous. Yes. It's the reason I didn't actually see season six until it was on Netflix. Because I remember trying to watch it on Yahoo Screens and it would just like not load. Like it would not load community. And I got so frustrated to the point where I was just like, I'm giving up. For me, it was similar too, because I just couldn't deal with this stupid streaming service. It was just awful. And also, I feel like season six was just a little too, too little too late, right? After like the gas leak year of season four, and then like all the actors leaving, it just didn't feel like the same show anymore. So I never really had interest in watching it again but i'm glad i did when it yes, uh, came to too. netflix it's it's a pretty good season and the the last episode is really actually great the series yeah finale. yeah we'll definitely talk about that i guess we should get into like what are your impressions or what, what are your memories of this show my memories of this show is that it had such a troubled production from the beginning mm-hmm. all the way till the end it was like always on the verge of cancellation there was so much drama behind the scenes For those of you who don't know, the show was actually almost canceled probably like every season. And then Dan Harmon, the creator of the show, was infamously fired after the end of season three. So they brought on new showrunners and and they kept some of the same writers, but they had new showrunners for season four, which no one really talks about. And then they actually reference all the events from season four as (laughs) the gas leak year. (laughs) the (laughs) characters in seasons five and six so a lot of drama between dan Harmon and chevy chase if you guys Mm -hmm. remember but dan Harmon's a very polarizing writer i think he's he's very beloved as like a showrunner and writer but he's notoriously like difficult to work with i don't know if you guys have heard of his reputation well yeah i was kind of reading up on it a little bit you know, for this podcast, there was definitely some people that found him very late with his scripts and kind of difficult to work with on set. I mean, that I think that all kind of added up to maybe why NBC originally uh, released him from the show. But then realizing that leak year was a little bit of a failure, you know, quickly invited him back. I mean, I think they mentioned the gas leak in the show, right? Isn't doesn't yeah, in the show, something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, so it's a diegetic explanation. It's not just something like fans or whatever. Hang, hanging a lampshade on it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. 
So yeah, if you couldn't tell from last week's episode, this is one of my, I think one of my favorite comedies um, of all time. I think it's a little underappreciated. I don't know if you guys remember when this came out. I mean, this came out in the, in that kind of high for NBC when The Office, you know, Parks and Rec was out, 30 Rock was out. Yeah, their comedy block was firing on all cylinders. A real murderer's row, yeah. And I think this one went a little bit under the radar um, compared to some of those shows. And But I am encouraging people to go watch it because I think it is hilarious. Yeah, it's so funny and it's so clever. The writing so really ahead of its time. It might be my favorite out of all those NBC shows, actually. I think so, too. I really yeah. do. Which is high praise because The Office is uh, is unbelievable. Yeah, the office has the office has characters like single characters who are funnier than most other TV shows. So to put it up, up there with the office is saying a lot. Parks and Rec is also very funny. Thirty Rock is a very also a very weird funny show, which Donald Glover wrote for, by the way. Actually, it's yep. part of why right. I was so excited for Community. So to put Community up there with all those others is high praise, and I think it might even be my personal favorite. Though I think maybe the office might beat it on both volume quality but i don't know i think the uh, community has a special place in my heart yeah and i remember when this show was out i remember this was also the time when big bang theory was out i remember like everyone loving that show because it was so quote-unquote geeky it like really displayed like geek culture and i've always kind of held this opinion that i feel like this show is a better representation of like nerd and nerd culture than that show ever was yeah this is like a true nerd show so, Amir, I think you can appreciate this more than Derek can, but I kind of find community to be kind of like the planetary <laughs> of network comedies, if you ah, know what I mean. Wow. Because okay. it's taking yeah, like it sort of different is. genres, it does its own riffs. So, for people who don't know anything about community, the premise is just very, very simple. It's about a group of misfits at a community college. And they form a study group to study for a Spanish class. That's what happens in season one. You got a washed-up ex-lawyer, Jeff Winger, played by Joel McHale. You have uh, an ex-jock named Troy, played by Donald Glover, or as most people know, and by uh, Childish Gambino. You have this super pop culture referencing character named Abed Nadir. You have like a middle-aged black woman named Shirley Bennett, and then... You have like this racist, homophobic, <laughs> moist towelettes heir named Pierce Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. And then Annie Edison, played by Alison Brie. So it's got this whole ensemble. And Jillian Jacobs is. Uh, yeah, uh, and Jillian Jacobs as uh, Britta Perry, who's always the worst. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's a GDB, she's a right? <laughs> but it's got this whole ensemble cast. It took a while for it to find its bearing, I think, in the first season, because. The first couple of episodes, I feel like the DNA of the characters were there, but they didn't really get into like the hijinks and like the genre bending episodes and like the pop culture self awareness that it had in like the later episodes. I think maybe it took until like the paintball episode, maybe maybe a little bit before that. I'd say a little before that, yeah. So I just rewatched uh, season one like back to back. And I was surprised at how much I liked actually the first few episodes, the first five or six or seven. Yeah, they're good. Actually they're very all good on the strong really, character really cool. level. It's like actually a really strong show right from the jump. And then like the middle of season one sort of flags a little bit. There's a bunch of kind of flabby episodes in there that just aren't that great. 
But then the end of season one uh-huh. ends with at least two all-timers, the Chicken Fingers episode and, of course, yes. Paintball. Right? Like, yes. those two are uh, those two are really, really great. Those both hold up. And there are even, like, some pretty good early episodes. Uh, the football episode uh, with uh, that's black, that's homophobic, that's racist uh, uh-huh. exchange. Like, that's, an, that's a great one. But season one's actually pretty solid. Yeah, the billiards episode is good. I like yes, hilarious. Yes. Speaking of that first like couple episodes, like, I think like introduction to film, the third episode where Abed creates like this documentary about like his yes. mom leaving is so yes. good. That's yeah. a great one, and it's yeah. so early. Yeah, yeah. Let's also not forget. I mean, before they became these giant Marvel staples, this is kind of where Anthony and Joe Rousseau did a lot of their work right they yeah. directed a lot of episodes for community as a pair but also a singular yeah the russo brothers definitely got their start on community yeah for sure speaking of that first paintball episode i mean that was directed by justin lynn like that's, yeah it's Which is crazy it's what crazy that, to right? think about like the kind of the the pedigree that you know they they got for this show so is that a get in 2010? Was Justin Lynn already enormous? No, it wasn't. I don't think it was that big of a get. I mean, I think it was a a little bit because he'd already directed feature films. Yeah. But he didn't have anywhere near the cachet that he did after he directed The Fast Well, series. actually, I'm not sure because Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious already, in, right? Yeah. yeah. Came out, it came out in 2009, Fast and Furious. So maybe yeah, so he, he did have a little bit it. of the cachet. But he hadn't directed Fast Five or Fast and Furious 6 yet. Yeah, so, right. he didn't kind of like yeah, yeah, jumpstart, yeah. re-jumpstart that series. Yeah, yet. so he had just gotten into the Fast and Furious franchise. So I think it was a little bit of a get, but like if they waited a couple of years later, they probably wouldn't have been able to get him. Right, because yeah, Tokyo Drift wasn't that good. And so, and I think no, that's no, no, the not Tokyo Drift. Uh, oh, he did he, direct. He, he did Tokyo Drift. He did direct Tokyo Drift, but I don't think anyone liked that. So Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think anyone liked it either. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back a second, like to weird things. Seeing people in this now, got to talk about Donald Glover, right? Like, you yes. see this guy in this show in this weird yes. little role, and he's so amazing and so talented. And at the same time, he's already been a writer on Thirty Rock. He's blowing up his childish Gambino, and so it's sort of inevitable that he ends up leaving the show partway through as he does because you're just destined for bigger things, right? Yeah, I mean, I think he's gone on from strength to strength, Atlanta and his musical career. Yeah, I, re- I remember when he, you know, was starting to have his rise as Childish Gambino. And then I remember I had like a friend who's like, have you heard of this rapper? And like, you know, showed me a picture of them. I was like, that's, that's Troy. <laughs> like it, it like it was, it kind of blew my mind that, you know, like this, one of my favorite characters on this show is also this like now rising rapper and then to see where his career has gone is just insane to me. Yeah, it's staggering, really. Yeah. And it really shows that, like, his talent as an actor, too, because I feel like Troy was really the heart of the show. And I think him leaving the show was, I don't want to say death blow, because it obviously didn't kill the show. But Community obviously suffered in quality after he left, right? Because... The Troy and Abed relationship and that dynamic is so integral to the show. And to break that up is like just a little bit heart-wrenching. It was difficult to maintain the quality after Donald Glover left, yeah. So is that because Troy is a central character or is it because Donald Glover is so good and so funny in that role? 
Because I feel like, as like a dramatic character, Troy's really underdrawn, and they never really fully find his voice. But as an actor, Donald Glover's so good, he can just kind of make anything work. And so it's not losing the character as much as it's losing his level of talent. I think it's both. Um, and I think people tend to underestimate how big of a dramatic impact he had on the show. Because one of my favorite episodes is not a funny episode, but it's a Troy episode. It's the Mixology certification yeah. episode. Is that the one I where he turns 21? that episode. Yeah, it's the episode where he turns 21. Yes, good episode. We're going to be jumping around a little bit, but like... This episode's so good because, not because it's funny, but because it's, like, really drawing upon Troy as a character. It's easy to say, like, he's the most immature character. He used to be a jock. That's the character that he is, and he's kind of, like, always referencing pop culture with Abed. But he really came into his own on this episode where he turns 21, and all the other characters who are pretty much older than him, except for Annie, right, they go out and get him his first drink. And it turns out that he's the most mature out of all of them. He takes care of everyone when they're drunk. And he treats Jeff and Britta, who's like making it out in the backseat of his car. He's treating them like they're children, right? And it's just a great episode. I think it's just a great dramatic episode for him. Nothing in Community is ever that dramatic, but this is a highlight for me. I really like that episode. Yeah, and then to go back to your statement a little bit about like, community kind of faltered after he left. I mean, even Dan Harmon has admitted in interviews that the slow death that was, you know, eventually the cancellation of or the end of community really started with Donald with Troy's leaving. Talking about another character that, you know, kind of unceremoniously left having basically been fired from the show is Chevy Chase, right? Yeah. So I actually really liked him on the show. Like I really liked his characters. You know, I did too. I just want to say that like when I did this rewatch, I'm like, I don't really have that many fond memories of Chevy Chase as Pierce or uh, Yvette Nicole Brown as Shirley Bennett. But mm -hmm. on rewatch, they're both really, really funny. Yeah. I feel bad now because like, I was like, oh, I don't think they're that funny, but they're actually hilarious on the show. They're really yeah. good. So I think it's sort of how they're written in that it took them a little while to discover how to make Yvette Nicole Brown's character funny. And I don't know if they ever, again, I don't know if they ever really fully figured out what they were going to do with Pierce. I think he was underused. I think he was a little bit too much of a butt of a joke, a little bit too racist, homophobic, kind of always like, you know, always on the edge of like, would you really be friends with this person? Why would this group of people keep right, him around? Right, right. He was always kind of on the edge of that. And then when they pulled back and let him be a human, he was always so much more appealing as a character and so much more enjoyable. I think they do figure that out like in season one. And I do like that about him in season one. What I don't like is what they do with his character in season two. Cause I think in season two, they really made him a villain. So I think he's like one of the villains of the paintball episode in season two. He's the one who like pretends to fake his death and then they get everyone a present, but it's meant to yeah. like throw everybody <laughs> off. Like they really made him really unlikable in season two. And then I think they pulled back a little bit in season three and brought him back to that kind of state where like, yes, sometimes he's uh, maybe a bigot, a racist, you know, he's, he's not the best human being, but yet he's still, I think really cares about this group and relies on this group. I think that medium is where he, his character is at its best. And there was a lot of onset tension between Chevy Chase and the rest of the cast too. Yeah. I know Donald Glover in particular had a lot of issues with Chevy Chase making like racist 
or like racial comments that did not make him comfortable. But to be fair, Dan Harmon also contributed to that toxic environment, right? Because like if you read about the stories, they had like a whole rap party where he had all the cast and crew like chant fuck Chevy Chase or whatever when he came to the room or some shit. It's yeah. really, really fucked yeah, 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 really wow. fucked up. Pretty fucked so up. Dan Harmon is like He's kind of a piece of work, and then this oh, he whole, definitely is. Whole issue with the the writer on the show, Megan Gans. On, yes, on I was just community. about to mention that. Yeah, I don't think it ever came up until a year or two ago, where I believe Dan Harmon wrote something on Twitter where he was like, "This was truly the year of the asshole, myself included. We don't have to make 2018 the year of the mensch, but I hope it can be the year of not as much of an asshole." And then Megan Gans called him out on that. It's like, care to be more specific? Redemption follows allocution or whatever. This is when all the shit came out where it was revealed that he had feelings for Megan Gans, feelings that were not reciprocated. And then he made her life in the writer's room like a living hell because uh, she would not reciprocate those feelings. So like a real toxic workplace, I think, that he made. And like, he's always admitted to problems with like alcoholism and things like that. And I think he's, like, one of those tortured souls that's, like, so creative and, like, you kind of see, like, where all the stuff that he writes about where it comes from. Like, especially with this, also with, like, Rick and Morty. Yeah. It's the same thing, I think. I mean, Jeff is sort of based on him, right? Like, he has experience at a community college. Yeah, yeah. Um, And also, not to get away from the toxicity, but Chevy Chase has been a piece of work for decades, right? Yeah, he's I been. Mean, he's so... been a... Piece of shit for decades. Yeah, exactly. This is, uh, you know, not sort of new information on that front either. So I don't wonder how much of that hatred of Pierce is a bleed over from the way Chevy himself was acting in real life, right? Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, actually, like, I also think Community was the last time that I found a fandom to not be completely annoying and drive me fucking up a wall, right? I think the fandom mostly was pretty good-natured. Like, contrast that with, like, Rick and Morty. Like, the toxic fans of that show. Like, what is it, do you think, that makes Rick and Morty like that and the fandom like that and Community wasn't? I can't tell you. (laughs) I I can't. Rick and Morty's more male, more nerdy, more cartoonish, more juvenile. I think it's just appealing to a different audience, I would bet. Yeah. I mean, I think Community's probably, audience is probably more gender-balanced probably a bit older remember it's an older it's a much older show yeah so you know if you were a community fan when it was on maybe you're in your mid-20s early mid-20s and mid-30s now if you're a rick and morty fan you might be i don't know 15 you know what i mean yeah yeah you might be talking about just actual children whose brains haven't matured yet yeah in the case of rick and morty fans that's definitely true and it's also it's it's a cartoon the main characters are both dudes it's not really much of an ensemble cast it's also just a different show tonally. Like Rick and Morty is very, it's a very cynical, misanthropic show because yeah. Rick is such a cynical, misanthropic character. And Communities, oh, like warm and fuzzy and sentimental without being too saccharine um, yeah, or yeah. cloying. Yeah, and it's not mean spirited. Yeah. Rick yeah. and Morty is. Rick and a Morty lot. can be very yeah. mean spirited. Uh, and, and the whole show revolves around how intelligent he is and how. That makes him superior, and the show bears that out, right? Like the show supports yeah. him in that. It doesn't undermine that. Whereas community, community is sort of all about undermining main characters' sense of superiority so that they can 
bring the egos back down to yeah, the that's level a great and actually and, act, and actually form a community. Right, Rick and Morty isn't about a community; it's about these two guys, Rick and Morty, against the universe. Yeah, right. It's like it's like all right, it's you and me, and everybody else is a fucking idiot. And community is yeah. not about that at all. Community is the opposite. Yeah, it's about finding a family, finding your community. And accepting that these people who you might have thought were idiots because, oh, they're in community college and I'm a super great lawyer or whatever, um, these people actually like have something to offer. And you can make inroads and be friends with people who are different from you, different religions, different races, different backgrounds, different life goals, whatever, right? Yeah, they're just uh, they're just Greendale human beings, you know? So. Right, exactly. <laughs> completely, completely, different, completely different ethos, like from top to bottom. So, yeah, I, I think not surprised that the fandoms are so different. I think Rick and Morty also falls into that trap of one of those male protagonists where it's like, oh, if you're rooting for him, um, you're watching this whole, this show, like, right. the it's, it's, way, it's, right? It's, yeah. break, it's Breaking Bad. It's Breaking Bad, right. It's, uh, it's, any, it's any Scorsese movie. Yeah, exactly. It's Mad Men, right. And it's like, oh, these are my, this guy's my hero. It's like, uh, yikes. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you guys brought up Rick and Morty. I wanted to ask you this then. Uh, do you think Community is the better show or Rick and Morty? I think it's hard to say. I think Rick and Morty scratches a different itch for me mm-hmm. than Community. I think Rick and Morty, I get laughs, but I get like really deep, like from the belly laughs with Community. Mm. I think Rick and Morty is more inventive. It's science fiction and it's like the animation. I think that part I I admire more, but in terms of like something that makes me feel good and like something that makes me just really, really laugh. I think community's got the edge. Yeah. I asked this question because I know plenty of people that love Rick and Morty. And for a long time, I actually resisted watching Rick and Morty, knowing that it was a Dan Harmon show because I had this like high regard for community. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to not worry about, you know, this cartoon, right? Called Rick and Morty. And then I did finally watch it. I I do love it too, but I still have, I think, a deeper love for a show like community. But I find it very hard to tell people, like, you should really watch Community. If you love Dan really? Harmon and if you love Rick and Morty, I keep telling people, you really should go watch, you know, Community. And, like, they're like, yeah, yeah, maybe. And, you know, they never do. I think, again, I, I mean, to, to hammer down the point, I, I, I think it's different audiences. I think Rick and Morty is a little more cynical, a little more detached. Mm-hmm. Community is, like kind of warm and fuzzy and like yeah if you don't have that in you if you're not open to that you know what i mean like if you're in that cynical misanthropic mode rick and morty's gonna be your show this is a quote from h.l Mencken. he says every normal man must be tempted at times to spit upon his hands hoist the black flag and begin slitting throats <laughs> and if you're in that kind of mood rick and morty is more your show yeah if you want something more sentimental community is gonna work for you and it and it doesn't get quite as like cloying as like uh, a parks and rec which can be a little overbearing with that, but you do have to be open to that, which I think mm-hmm. maybe a lot of people aren't. Maybe it's why you've had that resistance. People don't want to go back and see something yeah. that's maybe... Well, hopefully fuzzy. now that it's all on Netflix, people will be willing to go back and, and watch it. Yeah, I don't actually know. Like, I, I realize I never actually answered the question. I actually don't know which show I prefer. I, I'd really have to do a full rewatch through both. I mean, Rick and Morty is a shorter show right now, at least. Yeah. And so it hasn't yet hit a point like community did in season four where the showrunner's gone and like it suffers a drop in quality and you start losing cast members that definitely hurts community in the, in the overall rankings. But I don't know. I'd have to go back and go back and rewatch. Don't get me wrong. I do love Rick and Morty too. Like, I think it's very, very funny. There are some great episodes of Rick and Morty as, as there are amazing episodes of community also. So I think that's a perfect segue to get to like 
What are some of your favorite episodes of Community, right? We talked to a couple of the ones that we remembered in season one. I think most of the paintball episodes are pretty good. I think it does kind of falter near the, you know, when they kind of keep repeating the idea of, of, of paintball over and over again. You know, you know what it is? The more I watch it, the less I'm enamored with the paintball episodes. I think the other episodes are, the, a lot of them are just a lot better than the paintball episodes. But I don't know. That's just me. That's so weird. I've had the opposite reaction to that, where really? I remember back then, like everyone praised the paintball episodes. So like I had naturally, it was like, no, those are not the best episodes. Like the other episodes are the better episodes. But during this rewatch, I was like, oh, I really like these paintball episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of had the opposite feeling. I think with the paintball episodes, you don't have to get sh- stuck into one like genre of action, right? Got the post-apocalyptic one with the very first one, and it does is the Jean Wu homages and the Matrix and all of that. And then in season two, you've got more like Western stuff. And Western, like, I think there's yeah. many like, little miniature genres of action that you don't have to use up all of your, I don't know, ammo on, on, on one genre. So glad they use that as their way of kind of expressing action, the action genre in the series, right? Where each episode they did of Paintball was a different kind of action genre. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Okay, so season one, we, we talked about the Chicken Fingers Mafia, uh, the Goodfellas homage episode, which is an amazing one. Um, we've got Paintball. What else? What's another uh, really great one? Basic Rocket Science. It's like the KFC simulator in the truck. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's I right. I love yes. that episode. It's nice so funny. It's, a, it's the Apollo uh, 13. Or is it Apollo yeah, 11? Apollo 13. 13. Yeah, Apollo oh, 13. Right. Uh, yes, parody. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, parody, which is so hilarious. <laughs> I love the what they call the bottle episode where they keep referring to it as the bottle episode where they're yeah, all just stuck stuck in the um the study room looking for annie's pen i mean we uh, we talked we talked about it last week we'll just bring it up again i mean the paradigms of human memory which that the clip show right that i brought up last week i think that's still one of like if not maybe my that favorite was amazing episode. paradigms of human memory is so funny i mentioned already like the episode intermediate documentary where Pierce gives all those gifts to everybody, but like my favorite thing is, you know, the discovery of Troy's love for LeVar Burton yeah, and like his really reaction funny. to LeVar Burton and then yeah, that being really paid cool. off later in his final episode where, you know, he's he actually goes to goes off to sail with LeVar Burton. Yeah. He's uh, like I always told Pierce I never wanted what? to meet him. <laughs> He's like crying in the bathroom singing the reading rainbow yeah, yeah. songs. So funny. And just that look on his face where he's just like wide eyed and he's just like can't talk to him, but he's like intensely staring at him. It's just so great and so creepy and it works yeah, so Donald, well. Donald Glover does really good like emotional overreactions as this character. Yeah. Um, also, there are a lot of episodes where like they're pretty funny, but they're not exactly memorable, but they yeah. have like one or two scenes that are just so hilarious. Like yes. the big example I can think of is the episode where Shirley gives birth um, in the anthropology class. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always remember where Pierce steals Troy and Abed's handshake. Oh, it just yes. had me in stitches or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And um, he, like, steals the power of their handshake because Troy and Abed, they're, like, best friends and they have this, like, super secret handshake that they do all the time and then Pierce is like, I want your handshake or whatever. And like, he offers them like, what, a thousand dollars or something for the handshake? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then Troy's like, no, I don't want to. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, make your money, whore. It's so <laughs> funny. It's hilarious. I love yeah. that 
and that that's just a great episode in general. Like you don't really think about it that much because it's not. I don't think anyone ever really talks about that episode that much. But I think everyone coming together to like help uh, Shirley give birth to to her son. It's it's a nice it's a nice it's little episode. Yeah. yeah. I I think one of the the one episode that kind of pops in my head is the episode where Duncan and Annie are running that test. Like all the uh, tests is, is oh, yeah. they, they have to sit in that room. Yes. And then they of course she invites Abed who just breaks them, right? Like yeah. you see everybody else break and then Abed doesn't break and then they break and it's oh just like this is amazing. This is the best. I actually do think that Donald Glover's last two episodes are really great episodes. Yeah, I think his goodbye is really good. The floor is lava. But, yeah, the floor, the floor is lava, lava. lava. But even the the episode before the polygraph test with Walt, the the Walter Goggins cameo or appearance, oh I love that episode. That, that episode is so good. good. Yeah, like I think the the setup you know of that episode setting up you know him leaving and then him actually leaving like I think those two episodes are really really great send off for his character. Yeah, I don't think I had seen Zodiac yet. Oh, um, that's the basic uh, interjudial. Yeah, the, the ass crack bandit. The, the ass crack bandit. That's right. <laughs> And, and then I'm, during this rewatch, I'm like, oh, this is... It's a David Fincher episode. Yeah, it's yeah. A ba- David Fincher's Zodiac episode. I was like, this is amazing. And like, I remember... And then it, it occurred to me, like, I didn't get it back then, but I got it now. Because I had watched um, Zodiac since then. And I was like, this is an amazing episode. So that's the one good thing about Community, is that you don't need to get the references to like the show or find it funny. You don't. You don't. Because I hadn't seen Zodiac either. And I like, I totally was with the episodes. So like... I'm right there with you. Like, yeah, you gain a little bit of extra appreciation if you know the reference, but you don't need to know the references to enjoy the show. Like, these things are slyly put in there. It's like a little a little Easter egg or extra credit for the people who know the references, but mm-hmm. you, you don't uh, need it. You can watch the show and still find it funny. So who's yeah. the ass crack bandit? Isn't it like the very last episode, doesn't Annie hint that it was her, right? It does. What? Yeah. Like someone mentions the ass crack bandit and then like Annie has this like weird look. It wasn't something like that. And it, it basically hints that she was the ass crack bandit the whole time. I read another theory where it's like everyone in the study group is the ass crack bandit. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Like work together to be the they ass crack bandit. They work together to like cover for each other. and. Uh... Huh. <laughs> um, That's a good theory. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to go back and rewatch it then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just wanted to pivot to just uh, Allison Bree. Like the thing about community is how talented the whole cast is. Yes. Yeah, like, so good. It's yes. a real murderer's row. Everybody is so insanely good. And I mean, I know the writing and the directing and all of that have a lot to do with it, but the talent of the cast and their chemistry is just so insane. Like Allison Bree, obviously she was in uh, Mad Men before this, I think is probably her most prominent role. Um, was she not doing it at the same time as Pete's wife? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I always thought they were. Um, she was doing both of those time. at the same time, right? Yeah, which is crazy. Um, and she's she's unbelievable in this is Annie Edison. She's so good. Yeah, um, they do an amazing job of like writing a really like I don't know like compelling just, character around. Just her. believable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They do a lot with like like her looks, and they play up like the youth of the character, and like they make her like I don't know, sort of manipulative. It's an interesting. It's a really interesting good character. Um, she's yeah. really good. Um, she's amazing. I, I give credit to the whole cast because there are times when one of them is like the funniest. You know what I mean? Like you could find plenty of episodes where like Jeff is the funniest character in that episode, or yeah, absolutely. Annie's the funniest character, right? It's not. You know, we we gave a lot of praise to Troy and Abed, which. In the end of the day, I still think are my two favorite characters, mm-hmm. but I, I can't say that I didn't love all of them in, in okay, one way or another. 
Speaking of Troy Abbott, what happened to Danny Pudi? Because he's so amazing in the show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he's like, on another sitcom at the moment. I just don't remember. I don't like know he's really he's really talented. Like, yeah, he's playing this Abbott role of like this kind of weird pop culture guy. But they let him stretch a little bit when he does his impressions and stuff, like his little Don Draper impression, and like yeah, he he's very like he's just a very talented dude. So, like, what happened to that guy? He's on Ducktales at the moment. Uh, <laughs> And Mythic Quest. Oh, yeah, he's on Mythic Quest, the uh, Apple TV series, right? Also, I think you get new found appreciation for Danny Pudi when you see him in interviews because he's nothing like yes. the character. Mm-hmm. Um, his like just whole demeanor is just completely different than Abed. I mean, obviously, Abed is such a character, right? But um, but I think I think it's also it also goes to like show every single character how deep they are because like. There are episodes where, like, one character is a villain, and then another episode where, like, um, you get a really, like, deep study on the character, and you understand them more, and, like, every character has, like, an annoying side, and, like, every character has an endearing side, right? Yes, And not every show can pull something like that off, and it just really goes to show the strength of the writing for this show. Um, And, like, going back to Annie, her best episode is probably Cooperative Calligraphy, where they do the bottle episode, trying to find her her pen and yeah i love uh, that one it's so funny it's mm-hmm. so funny uh, and the, and the payoff with it being the monkey from earlier. the monkey and like it's also in, hidden in plain Annie's sight <laughs> yeah it's also hidden in plain sight you can see the monkey steal the pen in like the first five minutes of the episode um that's awesome do you really i didn't even yeah, notice that yeah you can see a little oh, monkey hand come geez. up and grab the pen so like oh, all these little man. touches so like there's so many of these little touches that make this show great like this these things that take take such a long time to get the payoff but it finally does like yeah i don't know if you guys remember i think it's like the the beetlejuice gag um, yes yes, yes. I, I remember this where, yes where um it's just people saying the word beetlejuice like in lines of dialogue um and like if you know the actual movie beetlejuice uh beetlejuice the character he shows up when you say beetlejuice three times so they have like three separate instances where someone says Beetlejuice just in conversation and it's across like two seasons. And then after the third time, he like kind of walks, walks back, up, walks yeah. behind in the background in like a Halloween episode or something. Yep. So yep. Um, it's, it's a very, it's very clever, great, yeah. great, clever writing that, that has a lot of patience and really pays off for people who pay attention. Right. And there's another episode where Abed's like barely in it. Um, and then he comes back and it's like, oh, where were you? We didn't really see you today. It's like, oh, I had my own thing going on. And like, if you watch it again, he's in the background helping this girl give birth to her child or whatever in the background <laughs> of the entire episode. I don't remember which episode it was. Yeah, I don't but, remember um, which episode yeah. it was either. Yeah. So another episode I really wanted to highlight, which I actually tweeted about a couple of weeks ago, which is the the Meow Meow Beans episode. The Meow Meow which, Beans episode. Like, yeah, it like blew my mind when I was rewatching this that like basically Black Mirror does the exact same episode, but two years later. Right. Yeah, it, it's the episode. If you don't know um, Meow Meow Beans, it's the one where they, they have an app where you rate each other and you give each other like higher amount of beans. So everyone's kind of ranked socially based on this 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 app. And Black Mirror does the exact same episode, you know, the nosedies episode where everyone like you, you're you're better off in society if you have higher rating. When I watched Nosedive, I totally forgot that that episode had happened. And then realizing then 
rewatching community i'm like wow like he was so ahead of his time yeah <laughs> in a sense like it, it blew my mind a little bit one episode i really really liked was pillows and blankets like the mm-hmm. ken burns documentary mm-hmm. spoof it's so funny wait is that the blanket um, for yeah it's the blanket yes. for it. yes the so yeah the um, yeah community's always doing this where it's just it's like ripping on something else so in this episode troy is building a a blanket for it and then abed is Wait, is it the other way around? I don't know which one's which. Uh, one of them is building a blanket fort, and another one's building a pillow fort. I believe and Troy is building a pillow fort, and I think uh, Abed's building the, the link. I don't remember which one's which, yeah. but um, Troy wants to do like the world record, and then Abed thinks the world record is stupid. He just wants to have fun. Um, so they come to blows over like their respective uh, fort ideas, and it's just a riff on like the Civil War documentaries. Uh, by Ken Burns. It's just so funny, done so well. And you have Pierce dressed up as a giant mech like, suit making yeah. pillows. Meta pillows. Yeah. Devils. It's just so funny. Um, and then it, it was also, wasn't the narrator Keith David who. Then yeah, Keith David become, who would then uh, become a know, cast member in character, the last yeah. season, right? Yeah. Elroy on the last season. So I thought that was really cool. Um, kind of a Easter egg, I guess, if you remember. But. The one episode, I guess probably the last episode I would want to bring up is the actual series finale. I think the series finale is really great. You know, it's, it's all it really is, is them pitching, right? What season seven would be. And, you know, everyone's kind of has their ideas how they're going to move on. And it's, it's really great, like Jeff centric episode, right? Because he's the one who I think is finding it hardest to deal with moving on. And it's kind of a great way to like, wink at like yeah this is what could happen but then it's also like really cathartic for i think the audience right to have to you know like any show it's got to end sometime right and then like kind of having to deal with that ending right Uh, something coming to closure i think it is one of honestly one of community's best episodes and yeah to be honest i had a lot of trouble powering through the last season I just thought the the show had lost its soul, you know, like Troy was gone, Pierce was gone, Shirley's gone, she had like a little bit of a cameo, um, there's new characters, and I just didn't feel like it was the same show as it was before, and everything was just like a shell of what it used to be, but this finale was great. Um, it's got this real melancholy feel to it. I don't know, it was just, it was just really touching and, and moving, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, one yeah. of the best episodes, I think. Especially in the last season. And it's like I was doing a little bit of research, just like looking up like articles and stuff of like what are some of like, you know, other people's favorite episodes. And this one normally made the list. Like Yeah, it, it makes the know, list. I think so. Yeah, I was really yeah, it, it, it's it's really surprising that So stuff the landing. Yes, it yeah. did. Like, yeah, you that's know. what I was about to bring up. We've we've talked oh. about plenty of shows that don't stick the landing that have terrible endings and uh, honestly it's great to see a show like Community have one of its best episodes as its final episode. I, I wanted to bring up, and this kind of goes back to your point, Jeff, like some of the side gags, not even side scenes, but like gags that they would always do. Like I loved um, the Dean's outfits. Yeah. Like that was always something I look forward to when he would like do outfits. What's the one where he's like, he looks like a normal guy on one side, but then he looks like a cross-dresser yeah, like, on, the, on the other side. It's like the Lady Gaga, the, oh man, it, he had so many great costumes. Love yeah, it. also Jim Rash is so good as the Dean. Yes. 
Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah. Also, Oscar winner Jim Rash. Yeah, yes. Yeah. What did he win for? Uh, the Descendants. Descendants. Oh, nice. There yeah. you go. Okay. And then the other gag I really loved, and I think this really cemented why I love Troy and Abed, was their like morning show or whatever they would do. Oh, you know, Troy and Abed. In the yeah, Troy, Troy and Abed in, in the morning. morning. Yeah. yeah, at the end of like episodes, I would I love that gag and. I missed um, it so much when when you know Troy left. Yeah, those ending tags were some of the funniest things going on TV at the time. Yeah, those end tags were really funny. And also, this show wasn't like afraid to lean into a character's unpleasantness because um, I don't think Britta was written that way in the beginning. But then, like, I guess people pointed out that she was the worst, and then she actually became the worst, and that was like the <laughs> the running joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like, yeah, rewatching season one, like she is, I don't know, so more of a well-rounded character at first, and then she kind of just becomes like this, I don't know, flanderized version of herself where she is just the worst. And I kind of almost missed the original version of Britta where she wasn't the worst and had a little bit of subtlety to her, as opposed to yeah, just being kind of a punching I, bag. Um, I agree, but it's, like it is funny though. <laughs> it is very funny. Um, it feels like I don't know, like the characters grow and change and mature, but they. It feels like in some cases they don't exactly know what they want to do with them. Um, I feel like the show probably had a pretty good handle from the beginning on most of the characters. On Annie, on Jeff, on Abed, maybe on Troy. Um, But like surely Pierce maybe didn't entirely feel completely like... I actually think Troy took a while. Like that was the one I don't think they had really quite yeah. settled because, like, I think they at, at the very first. You know what? I think you're right. Like the whole the early jock season, thing didn't yeah, they really out, tried to lean right? into that jock thing, and that it, did, it didn't really character. work. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it, not until they, I think they became the best friend duo that that dynamic really helped define who Troy is. Also, yeah, they kept trying to reconcile him as like a jock, and then like being Abed's best friend and. It didn't really gel together, right? It just doesn't really yeah. make sense to me, and um, I, I agree. Um, he also ends up being sort of a weird, like, sort of a, I don't know, doofusy character. Like, he's very, like, kind of childlike and immature and just inter- and interacts with the world in ways that are almost not realistic yeah. sometimes, you know, which can be a little bit grating. <laughs> the one gag that really cracks me up is uh, the end tag where Abed draws the, the tunnel cartoon. Um and oh. and he's like, "Hey Troy, I'm a cartoon now. You can come in here, and everything's oh god, yeah." <laughs> and then he's like, "Actually, about to run into the tunnel." And then, he's like, "No, like, I'm, I'm joking." Pops I'm up joking. like, "No, I'm joking." And then he's like, "I, I might I have done some real damage there." Yeah, <laughs> really funny. Like uh, Troy's face is just like destroy. It's it's a good gag, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the, the show is so great. I, I had such a blast honestly rewatching it and yeah. it really cemented like okay yeah this show was great and i did love it as much as i thought i did you know what i mean like sometimes you watch rewatch things and you know they don't hold up this, yeah they don't hold up it loses its luster but this was one that just really like you know in a couple years and hopefully it's still on netflix i might have to redo this again yeah i think it's worth watching for the first time it's worth going back for rewatch for me i hadn't seen it since it's been on the air so to go back and rewatch some of these episodes, um, it's a really good show. It's really good. Um, so uh, is is there anything else anyone wants to say? Or no, I think that's well, it. Well, watch yeah, community. It's, it's a good show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, if I think that's the, our ultimate message at, at the end of this is just if you have any interest or even no interest, and you're just listening to us, 
take our advice. Watch the show. It's amazing. It's hilarious. Uh, it's all on Netflix, so you can binge watch it while you're working from home. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, I, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people uh, find you? Yeah, you can find uh, me on my blog at www.strangeharbors.com. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Strange Harbors. What about you guys? Uh, you can all check out the letterbox and uh, for you, Derek. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the wrong dig. Dig spelled B A Y I K. But if you liked this show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other major podcast platforms. Also, uh, if you can, leave us a good star rating and a great review because it really helps to get our podcast out to more people. And then also you know, spread it word of mouth. I mean, I think this is a great time to be listening to podcasts if you're you know, stuck at home working from home. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, you can email me at jeff at strangetrappers.com. Uh, we always like to hear from our fans and our listeners. So um, send those emails over. Sometimes we read them on the podcast too. So uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Uh, yeah, we'll see, see you guys next, next week. week. Oh, Britta's in this? I got a Christmas town for me. I got a Christmas town for a tree. No. Christmas. She's ruining it. Stop, stop, stop.